Hi, and welcome to another episode of Joyful Recovery in Christ, a podcast dedicated to Christians in recovery. While we use the traditional 12 steps as a guide, we clearly define Jesus Christ as our higher power. In fact, the highest power. And we base our recovery on a vibrant faith in Jesus. One thing is certain, in Christ there is joyful recovery from whatever you're facing today. I'm your host, Pastor Jim. We're continuing today with a discussion that we've titled, James Practicing These Principles. Last time we focused on verse 1 of chapter 1. Today we turn our attention to verses 2 through 8, which read as follows, quote, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Close quote. At first glance, verse 2 seems a bit odd. How can the trials of life that we all experience result in a feeling of joy in us? Truth be told, many times we react in a way that is the opposite of joy. The original readers of this letter faced many and varied trials most of which grew out of the opposition they endured from both the Jewish religious leaders and from the Roman officials who were influenced by the Jews. In Jerusalem, the heat was definitely on the early church. The evidence of that was most clearly shown with the stoning of Stephen. And will you notice, James says, quote, whenever you face trials of many kinds, close quote. Not if we face trials, but when. Trials are unavoidable difficulties in life for us, as they were when James wrote this epistle. And yet followers of Jesus can find joy in the most challenging situations in life. Dr. Bruce Barton comments, quote, Joy is more a decision than a feeling. It is choosing to live above feelings while not denying them. Joy is a particularly Christian response to trials, since that response depends on faith in God through Christ. Close quote. Enduring various trials made these early Christians stronger spiritually and brought them benefits as children of God as they do for us. And verse 3 specifies what one of the benefits is. Trials that test our faith help us to develop perseverance. 
Webster defines perseverance as, quote, steady persistence in a course of action, a purpose, a state, etc., especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement, close quote. For those of us in recovery, being steady and persistent can sometimes be, well, rather elusive traits. It's why James continues this way in verse 4, quote, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything, close quote. Spiritual maturity comes from our responding to the trials set before us over time. Spiritual maturity doesn't come overnight. To be complete means to be spiritually mature in many areas of life. It assumes that we lack nothing spiritually because as we believe in God's faithfulness, we have everything we need. Not that we're perfect in this life, and that's not possible. To be mature and complete is not referring to sinless perfection, but it points us to a life lived by faith in the one who is sinless and perfect. Verses 6 through, six through 8 speak of that very faith. Listen, quote, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do." Close quote. As the Apostle Paul reminded us, quote, we live by faith, not by sight, close quote. God's gift of faith is what provides us with the power to believe and not doubt. But God's grace is one that we can avoid those things that blow us and toss us by trials as we live out our lives. Instead, James encourages us to persevere in a spirit of joy. Those without faith James reminds us, are doubters. And doubters shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. Why? James calls them double-minded. In the Greek, that word means literally of two selves or of two souls. The double-minded person is trying to, as the old saying goes, have one foot on the dock and one foot in the boat. Fourth century theologian St. Augustine, looking back at an earlier prayer, quotes himself as saying, O Lord, grant me purity, but don't grant it to me quite yet. We might edit that prayer to read, O Lord, grant me relief from my hurts, hang-ups, and habits, but could we possibly start tomorrow? James is encouraging us to have single-minded practice of our Christian faith. And in this, James isn't alone. The writer to the Hebrews says this, quote, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, 
close quote. That is, our focus should be Christ and his word. Jesus himself said, quote, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Close quote. In these verses from James, he outlines a life in which every experience, including the trials and temptations we fall into, every experience is another step in the process of becoming mature and complete in the faith. Will we still have moments of doubt? Sure. In fact, doubt may be one of the trials a person faces. We're reminded of the man who stood before Jesus and said, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. But by fixing our eyes on Jesus and his word, we can be assured of going from being primarily double-minded to being primarily single-minded. And in order to accomplish that transformation, God has granted his people the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul writes these profound words, quote, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Well, that's all for today. Next time, we'll unpack verses 9 through 15 of chapter 1 of this wonderful epistle of James. And in doing so, we'll be discussing God's view of social status, the importance of perseverance, and the effect of temptation. I hope you can be with us. Until then, this is your host, Pastor Jim, wishing you God's richest blessing.